Welcome. You are listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here is your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on Facebook Live. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, so glad to be able to spend a few moments with you this afternoon or this morning, depending on uh, where you're coming from. I'm very happy uh, to be able to uh, have a conversation with Reverend Michael Coy from Grace Community CRC in Oak Lawn. And uh, welcome, Michael. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, my name is Philip Leo. I'm Church Communications Director at Barnabas Foundation, and uh, my job is to connect to churches, uh, church leaders, pastors, and uh, think about uh, what it takes to grow generous givers uh, in today's world. One of the areas that we always focus on is the area of generosity or of vision and how that connects to generosity. And um, I asked Michael if he would come on today and talk about vision with us. Um, Michael and I, so far this summer, we've gone to uh, only two Sox games together. <laughs> and, um, and I've never once asked you in all of our years of friendship about vision at your church, except that uh, a number of uh, times uh, that I've preached at your church or, or worshiped at your church, I've always noticed that um, it's really obvious that your leadership is doing things about vision, that you're being intentional mm -hmm. about vision. And when I knew I wanted to do something on vision for today, um, I asked if you'd come on mm -hmm. and talk about that with us. Uh, so thanks so much uh, for, for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, a couple of uh, notes to begin. One, uh, if you're joining us live and you have uh, comments or questions throughout the course of our conversation, you can just type those in uh, to your Facebook feed. I'll take a look at my screen here. And uh, if we can take them live, we will uh, gladly do that. Also, I want to just mention, too, that uh, one of the things I said to Michael as we were preparing for this is that I didn't want to sort of um, set up a stage in which I was presenting Michael as some kind of uh, vision guru or expert in, in envisioning. I recognize along with, with uh, you as church leaders that the work of visioning is um, part of the role of every church leader and every church pastor. And um, it's always a challenging role. Um, and we're better at some parts of it than others. Nobody's the complete package. And um, so I'm not trying to tee uh, Michael up. I'm not trying to tee you up as um, the vision guru here today. Wow. I'll be lead off and no cleanup. <laughs> I'm not the cleanup batter. Um, you know what, Michael, why don't we just, I'll ask uh, Kim, we have a picture from a wall at your church and how about if we just start there? I'm going to share our screen here a sec. Okay. And I want to put this up. I'm going to wait till I see it here. And um, are we there? Not quite, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. It's showing up on my page. Oh, it is? Okay. All right. There it is on mine. So this is, um, this is just one of a, uh, of a number of things that I've noticed when I've been at your church, Michael, that uh, cues me into the fact that your leadership is trying to be intentional about vision. So maybe uh, a good place for us to start, and then we'll take the share off. Uh, but if you could just talk about this, uh, this picture for us a little bit, uh, especially the values that, that you're listing there, mm -hmm. that would be a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. So this is really our values wall. Um, and it, it connects to vision and that values are the way that we are, the way we be as a congregation and how we express those values um, in our interactions with each other whether it's in worship, whether it's in fellowship time, whether it's in teaching. And um, um, so our vision is really about what we feel called to do. Um, and uh, we feel called uh, to be a community of externally focused people who are fostering authentic grace-filled relationships. That's kind of the vision of what we see we're called to do. And, um, and that got expressed in uh, values. Uh, and we have four of them that we've identified. And we can talk later about that process, how we came to these uh, values. But you see the compounds and cares and connects and cultivates. One of the things, these are things that we feel are characteristic of our congregation's way of being. Um, and this is really, they're both uh, descriptive and prescriptive. It's both what we have done, but it's also what we want to do more of. It's kind of like what Paul says to Timothy. These are the gifts in our congregation that we want to fan into flame. Hmm. And so, I mean, we think, for example, like we connect to God through scripture and prayer. Um, I mean, this is a vital thing for us. And worship is very meaningful uh, in the life of our congregation and also with people that visit us on Sunday. So we want to, you know, that's something that we'll verbalize uh, on frequent occasions or, or the, the value of compounding is um, comes out of our experience to realizing how God, you know, it's kind of the mustard seed conspiracy concept that God takes our efforts, however small they might be, but in his grace, he compounds them and has a bigger impact than we could ever imagine. And uh, we've been very conscious of that uh, and, and helps us to reach outside of our circles to form those relationships and knowing that, you know, a cup of coffee and sharing, opening your house to a neighbor can really go a long ways towards initiating, um, you know, a deeper relationship. So these are kind of our values. Um, I'll talk about cares. It's part of the life of our church. The people care for each other really deeply. And we, we're working to extend that care beyond you know, just our members, but anybody that walks in our doors. And uh, similarly with Cultivates, that's really about leadership formation and the use of gifts in the life of the church and how we really want to cultivate a variety of, of people or, you know, everyone really, but ultimately moving people into leadership in a variety of ways, both within the church, but also within their role or within the community. So that's our values. And uh, it's all about the people. You see, that's the backdrop for the pictures. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, this is, uh, we could take the share off, but um, so this is, uh, this artwork, this, these pictures are located in the narthex of the church and mm -hmm. uh, it's really eye-catching. Mm -hmm. It's floor it's to ceiling. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's that? It's big, it's floor to ceiling. It is big, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you can't miss it. And it's just really one, 
uh, a number of ways, even in the, the limited time that I've uh, been able to be at Grace Community CRC, it's just one of the many ways that I noticed that um, your leadership and that your church is being really intentional about connecting to vision and living it out. And, and we can talk about some of the ways that happens, but um, let, you know, this work of vision in the church is always um, very challenging. It's, it's not an easy thing at all. Um, maybe, Michael, you can talk to us a little bit about what uh, your process has been like at your church uh, for developing a vision and then living into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think Grace Church is... Uh, has its own unique history. We're going to be 15 years old, about a year from now. Just 14 years old as a congregation. Okay. Um, and but we've got a hundred-year history. Um, that is that it was three churches that, uh, in their heyday, had over 2,000 members between the three of them combined. Right. But had people had migrated further south and west, and uh, and and the church, you know, was dwindling in membership. So uh, about 17 years ago, the leaders of the various congregations came together and formed a new church, uh, consolidated the three into one, and at the same time had a vision for planting a daughter church. Um, And uh, so that's, so I came into the situation about 11 years ago. Um, and, And so a lot of visioning had already been done uh, it was well underway because uh, they were very intentional about forming that new body with a very clear vision. This is what we want to do. This is where we think God's calling us, and this is how we're going to live that out. But, you know, in the first years I was here, um, we worked to refine that process even more um, because it was clear, you know, they did a lot of work in two years to combine three congregations. Right. Um, but so in the, since then, the process, I've been really helped a lot because uh, by being part of the Ritter Church uh, renewal process, I was on the Ritter sustaining team while they were there. But it was for us became a four or six year process okay. where there was a core group that worked with me and communicated regularly with the council. Uh, a couple of those people were on and off the council over that time period. And um, and there's a tremendous coaching and formation of common language and shared understanding that came through that process. It's now called Churches Learning Change, and it's I think it's still connected to Western Seminary, but <clears throat> that process was crucial. Right. Are you Pardon giving me? a commercial here? Say again? Are you giving a commercial here? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not getting compensated for it, <laughs> shucks. But a lot of the, a lot of the work uh, came through that team, right? Um, and, uh, and and really launched us forward. Uh, you know, we keep changing. The community keeps changing. The context keeps changing. The the membership keeps changing. So, visioning is a, really an ongoing process. Um, we had a meeting Monday night. It was part of our conversation. What can we do, you know, kind of to revisit our long-term planning? Um, It's like an ongoing issue. So we still talk about that. 
Okay. Um, every meeting we talk about it. Every council com meeting. Council mm -hmm. meeting. Okay. Okay. So yeah. is that built into the structure of your agenda, or is there a is there a visioning team that's doing this, or how, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. So the um, our our visioning team, the we always call them the Ritter team. Now that's okay. disbanded. Okay. Now those people are still around. Okay. But so it's really fallen to our council and myself. Um, okay. But there's a regular part of our agenda, um, and um, that happens every meeting. Um, where I'll talk about vision and invite the, kind of the council to talk further about it. That's really our responsibility as council members. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember, and I and I'm not. I really don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm. And I'm just uh, remembering. I thought at one time I remember you sharing with me that you had a practice of taking a certain uh, day or part of a day every week where you were just focusing on the work of vision in the church. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I divided my time into fifths um, and uh, I tried uh, to look at it every week. I needed to spend a fifth of my time thinking about What's next? How to move forward? Um, we have to be uh, concerned. I mean, there's there's Bible studies that need to be done. There's sermons that got to be written. Right. There's meetings coming up. I mean, um, the maintenance of the church is really important. And um, but without a sense of what's next, you know, where we're heading towards, what God's calling us to, um, you know, I'm going to be maintaining myself to death. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I would develop. And sometimes I could be reading, and sometimes that would get crowded if there was exceptional events that came up in the week. And, sure. you know, I would sit, set it aside and I'd make up for it. But then also then um, in that cycle, that periodically, like every three months, I would devote a segment of time, a larger portion of a week, to, to really doing some visioning, some reading, reflecting. It's not just me. Um, okay. but you know, I engage other people in that process. Okay. Okay. So you could take, you'd take that time and, and draw other people into it if you were able to. Right. The, the, the word I use is I see myself as a catalyst for that conversation. Okay. Um, so I mentioned before that, um, in, in a number of ways, it's obvious, at least to me, when I've, the times I've been at Grace Community Church that, um, that your leadership is trying to be intentional about vision and tangible expressions of that vision. And mm -hmm. only, and because I've been to worship services, um, I can see that happening there. Um, can you give some examples, even if it includes worship, but perhaps other examples of how mm -hmm. um, vision is worked out, played out um, at Grace Community Church? Mm-hmm. Wow, good. So, um, worship is uh, a good example. I'm, I'm hoping you saw something of this. Uh, that, um, so, so our vision is to be, you know, this externally focused people, but we spend time in worship. Um, and in our, we're really clear in our worship vision, this is about our value of connecting to God through scripture and prayer. And um, so those two things, the role of the Bible 
in the role of prayer are really essential to what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> so, you know, our worship services are thematically oriented. Everything's arranged around the scripture text for the day and, um, and those sorts of things. The song's key to that. And our worship coordinator does a great job of, of working that out. Um, and similarly, the role that prayer plays, you know, in the service. I know you were there when we had ordination service. And, you know, there's a, a time devoted to praying for the new, the new council members, the new elders and deacons. You know, everyone gathered around them. And, you know, that's a significant thing. And we're all about um, living into that value in order that we can be this externally focused people. Um, it also comes to bear on the sermons and how I do those sermons um, because the scripture is going to form us as a community. And so I'm being very conscious of the way in which uh, the Bible and the way in which God is speaking to us through these texts to us as a community with a particular calling that we feel that he's given us. So it, it will impact in that way, the way I talk about the, the mm -hmm. text and present the sermon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Michael, um, I think uh, what what strikes me uh, when I've been at Grace Community Church is that I, uh, it's clear, or I guess the feeling that I have, this is what I'm trying to say, is that the feeling that I have is that, wow, things are um, well-ordered and arranged around vision. Does that make sense? It's like uh, when I when I've come, I can tell there's some real intentionality about setting up things here and setting up our life here so that it reflects what we're trying to be about and what we're aiming for. Um, I don't know. I'm just mm -hmm. saying that because that's that's how I experience it. Mm -hmm. And I'm I love that. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned that. Uh, of course, vision is is always challenging. Uh, maybe let's talk a little bit about some of the pitfalls and the payoffs when it comes to the work of vision. What? Let's start with the the pitfalls when it comes to the work of vision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, in general, we talk more about values than vision in okay. reality. Um, okay. Uh, but the values are the expression of how we're living into that vision. So the vision's there. Um, but one of the pitfalls, you know, and it's one of the risks of putting this on the wall, is that we don't live into it. Uh, this isn't who we are. And, and there is a sense we own that right at the start. This, that's why we put it on the wall, because it isn't who we are. Right. But, but we want to live into it. Um, and to just have a, a you know, let me do a little bit of distinction here. So uh, I think vision, I tie it within a sense of calling. What's God leading us into? What's, um, what's the future that God has for us as a community, uh, church community, and a community as the context in which we're ministering? Okay. And then uh, I think about mission. It's, you know, I've looked at a lot of mission statements from churches, and all of them seem to be about an upward and an outward and an inward focus. You know, we're here to serve God. We're here to worship God, rather. We're here to care for each other. We're here to reach out into our community. And I right. think that just reflects the Bible. I mean, Jesus is calling us to this mission. Um, it's kind of an Acts 2, kind of a, a mission. 
and it's going to have those components to it. You know, so everything we do is one of those three things, and um, it's either upward focused or inward focused or outward focused. And, and so, our vision was to try to not just be upward focused and inward focused, but to make sure that weight is given to the outward focus as well. Okay. And then the values are ways we're trying to live into that. Um, and so, yeah, that's the pitfalls is, you know, we just make the statement and put it in a drawer. We're not really living by it. Okay. So it's yeah. risky in that sense is you, uh, you put, it's possible to put a lot of energy and time into this and have nothing come of it. Yeah. And it could be, it could be a misleading of people. <laughs> you know, you come in and you tell people, this is a vision for our church. And then they spend three months with you and they go, this is not what your this church is, is like. Yeah. 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 That's pretty significant. Mm -hmm. um, how about, how about payoff? Yeah. The payoff. Um, the, the payoff is that vision energizes people. Um, you know, uh, I think people are made to know where they're going, um, to want to know where they're going. And where's this group going? What's this church heading? Um, you know, where do you foresee your future? And it's for us, it's what's God calling us to do, you know, or to be, how's God calling us to be? Right. Uh, and so it energizes and that's the huge payoff. It also becomes a way to deal with issues within the life of the church. So here's a negative example. Your kind words may be wanting to say, well, wait a minute, Phil. Um, so we had a meeting Monday night and uh, there was an issue that came up. It's not a significant issue. Uh, we're, 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 um, for lack of better words, we're tinkering around with how we serve uh, uh, coffee and goodies after our worship service. Uh, so fellowship is a part of our, an occasion for caring. It's a place to build those connections, both with members and people who aren't members. Fellowship's a value. But, you know, not everybody was happy with the way things were going for how we were serving. So the council members, and this made me feel really good, were saying, you know, we don't really have a value for this. And somehow this is out of sync with our values. You know, that's perhaps where the conflict was caused from, you know, because we don't have something we can pull together in. And, and so they were able to kind of identify that and deal with it in a different kind of a way um, to link it to one of our current values, wow. and, uh, wow. which is really, which is really cultivating. Let's find some people who have gifts <laughs> to serve and let's talk to them yeah. and uh, let them work this out. Yeah. It wasn't just kicking the ball down the street, but it was trying to cultivate the use of gifts within the life of the church. Uh, that's really good. And yeah. I mean, because that's such a practical issue, right? That every church has to face or talk about yeah. at some point, you know, multiple right. times. But, um, but for your leadership to be able to relate it to values yes. uh, and think about with, within that con conversation to think about giftedness and who might be able to, that's, um, that's a pretty big win. That's pretty cool. Right, right, right. And to identify, because those people were doing it um, without being asked, you know, so that was easy to find them. Right, right. Um, and then to try to brainstorm, we asked a couple of people to brainstorm into who else could be added to that group. Right. And then just to empower them to, you know, you guys do this, um, you know, right. this is your gift. And, uh, yeah, we want the fellowship and we don't want the fellowship to be, uh, have to deal with all this static about, you know, you know my coffee's cold because of the way right. you're serving it. Right. For the record, I like the coffee at your church. Oh, okay. 
Um, okay, so uh, you're a pastor in a local church, lo local Christian Reformed Church. I'm a pastor, and I work at Barnabas Foundation, so why are we talking about vision? Mm -hmm. uh, the reason we're talking about vision is because uh, we are always connecting uh, how vision relates to giving. And as you were saying, Michael, uh, vision is what energizes people. It gives people a sense of where this is going. And oops, I just broke my pen. Um, it gives people a sense of where, where they're going and uh, that gives them the focus to be able to give. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? And if you have examples, sure. that, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 the motto you might say from fundraising is money flows to vision. Right. Um, but um, in reality, uh, what we do is we're asking people to join in this particular work of God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and part of that invitation includes uh, financial contribution, you know. Um, so as you're joining in to this work of God's kingdom, here's uh, what we hope to do. Uh, so the vision enables us to communicate clearly to our members. One of the things that we've done, and this is thanks to Barnabas Foundation, which is another promo, um, that later. we we developed a, uh, a presentation of our budget that told the story of our church and was organized according to our vision and, um, and, and the overall mission of the church. And so we actually, I mentioned that that mission has an upward and inward and an outward uh, dimension. Every church has some sort of mission like that. And so we organized our budget according to, well, how much does it cost to do the upward things that we do? And how much does it cost to do the inward things we do? How much does it cost to do the outward things we do? Um, and it was really revealing um, the ways in which, you know, the money was being used in the church um, towards like our outreach. That made people feel actually quite good to realize and see, oh, this is, you know, this is how that's working. Um, these are the ministries that, that, that are happening. These are the people that we're connecting to. Um, and yeah, it costs us to do that. But, um, right. Right. And so we're telling the story of our church ministry. Kind of, I think Barnabas's terms is a narrative budget, right? Right. right. And that was so helpful because we could tie vision, we could tie mission, uh, and our values into very specific conversation about how much it costs. Right. Uh, I love that. That is so good, Michael. And um, uh, we could we could probably take another half hour. Uh, to continue this, but I really want to yes. be mindful of, of our time uh, and of your time too, Michael. Um, I'm uh, uh, so thankful for your willingness to just share this. I, what I like about this conversation that is it's really nuts and bolts. It's, um, it's not a vision from 30,000 feet, but uh, really sort of a window into the life of Grace Community Church and uh, a little bit of what vision looks like um, so yeah, I look forward to, uh, uh, visiting at Grace Community Church again, maybe even preaching there again. Uh, hey, some Mike, people we invite to come, some people we pay to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, 
so Michael, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, for those joining us, I'm checking and to see if there's any comments. I don't see any comments or questions, but I do want to mention that uh, this conversation is being recorded. We will post it as a YouTube video. We'll also uh, put it in podcast form. I'll make that available on this Facebook page for uh, anybody that would like to share it. And I think that's really the point is that um, if this is a helpful conversation for you to share with other leaders, um, then please do that because that's really uh, why we're intending for this. Um, also, I just want to mention that uh, please keep an eye out for an email from me with the uh, newest issue of Generosity Today. If you're not f familiar with Generosity Today, that's a newsletter for church members. It's designed to just go in church mailboxes and it really highlights um, generous giving and uh, creative ways to, uh, to extend kingdom impact. So please keep an eye out for that. Also, I just want to mention that if you or uh, you as a church leader or your pastor is going to be at Inspire, uh, Barnabas is going to be at Inspire as well. And uh, if your pastor, maybe if your pastor isn't there and you want to stop by our booth, I will have a special gift for you, some Barnabas swag. This is a venti box, and I'm not going to do this live. I won't, but it, uh, you can keep your lunch in here, and it comes with this really handy uh, foldable spoon like this, and it uh, folds up really nice. And stop by and see our booth uh, at Barnabas. Michael, um, you don't even have to go to Inspire because <laughs> one of these. Wow. For your my door prize. That's right. This is your door prize for helping it, me out today. So it's ecologically responsible. What's that? It's ecologically responsible. Absolutely, it's it is ecologically responsible, and it has our cool uh, logo on there. Uh, that's it, Michael. All right. Thank you. Thanks. God bless. And thanks, thank you. everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.barnabasfoundation.com.